wrestling fans, are you ready? This is Tuesday. You people bought a ticket to see me, so shut up. Wrestling Tuesday with Jonathan Hood. First of all, Dusty Rhodes, I think what you are is a big, ugly, low-class, redneck goose. That's what I think you are. Yeah, I'm pretty. I know I'm pretty. But I'm most of all, the baddest man around in the world today. Follow the show at WrestlingTWT on Twitter and Instagram. But remember, my fireflies, as always, I'll light the way. And all you have to do is let me in. Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday. The bottom line is, and all my magnificent, you're going to be mine. Here's Jonathan Hood. Welcome in to Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and uh, the ESPN Chicago app. I ask you to go to YouTube, youtube.com. Look for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. You can subscribe to our YouTube page. And, of course, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WrestlingTWT. Again, it's WrestlingTWT every Tuesday. We give you the best in uh, sports entertainment slash pro wrestling conversation right here on ESPN 1000. Of course, this is WrestleMania weekend. But does it feel like WrestleMania weekend? Here's a story. So WrestleMania 36, that's supposed to emanate from Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, is not happening, obviously, because of COVID-19. All the sports entertainment has been shut down uh, across the country, around the world, because of COVID-19. But Vince McMahon was like one of the last ones to finally come to grips with the fact that his big event cannot be in this 70,000, 80,000-seat stadium. And so there was questions on whether or not they would have their show at the Performance Center, which is their training facility in Orlando, Florida. Well, of course, in Florida, even though you do still see some people on the beaches uh, in Florida from time to time, I saw that as of this weekend, uh, this past weekend, uh, they can't have their show at the Performance Center. They can't have it at the Full Sail Gym, uh, the university that they uh, play in for NXT on Wednesday. So they had to come up with something totally different for WrestleMania 36. And I don't know what this is going to look like this weekend, but here's what we do know. WrestleMania 36 will not be at Raymond James Stadium. It'll still be hosted by Rob Gronkowski from the New England Patriots for a long time. And it's going to be a two-night event. And this has been something that's been suggested for a while now, that WrestleMania, because it's so long, that it should be a two-night event, very similar to New Japan Pro Wrestling and what what they do in Tokyo, the Tokyo Dome. Instead of having one long day of wrestling starting at, what, 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, lasting until 12 midnight, break it up into two nights. And this is exactly what they're doing. The only thing is, is that I don't know where any of this is emanating from. I don't know how where these matches are going to be, but they're going to take place somehow, some way. And I don't know what the main event is. I do know what the card is, though, and I think it's very interesting. Even though it will not take place in an arena filled with fans or a stadium filled with fans, we do know that WrestleMania 36 will take place. And at the top of the card, Brock Lesnar, the WWE champion, will take on Drew McIntyre. I think the build for this has been pretty good um, because Brock Lesnar... Of course, is the apple of Vince McMahon's eye. He's been with the company for such a long time and very polarizing because you don't see him all the time on WWE programming. They keep him special, like Andre the Giant, where you didn't see Andre every single week on WWE programming unless there was some big program. 
Point is, though, that Brock Lesnar is going to take on Drew McIntyre. And Drew is a wrestler that's been around for a long time uh, that is getting really his second opportunity to make it to the top of the ranks in the WWE. Well, he definitely will as he takes on Brock Lesnar. Clearly, the company feels good about Drew McIntyre and the success that he's had the second time around the WWE. And so there he is, Brock Brock Lesnar against Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. Roman Reigns, another story here. Roman Reigns, who... Uh, had cancer, stepped away from wrestling for a while, has returned, but will not be part of the Universal Championship matchup against Goldberg. Goldberg right now is the Universal Champion. And you just kind of knew that if Roman Reigns is going to pull out, they got to find someone different. There's a number of wrestlers on this card that will not be part of it because of COVID-19, the fear of COVID-19, or because what Roman Reigns is going through. It's such a, a head-scratcher for me that the WWE really didn't, go into why Roman Reigns was not available initially, but it's pretty clear that he's concerned about his health, uh, his autoimmune system. He wants to make sure that he's good. And so he's not going to be part of WrestleMania this year as he's supposed to take on Goldberg. It'll be someone, but it's not um, Roman Reigns taking on Goldberg for the Universal Championship. I think the best build for WrestleMania 36 has been Edge against Randy Orton for in this last man standing match. Edge has been away for eight, nine years away from wrestling because of Uh, neck injuries, uh, injuries he suffered in the ring. And to see Edge back here after eight or nine years to take on Randy Orton, the build has been tremendous from both of these guys. Um, While Edge's return at the Royal Rumble was truly shocking, his decision to beat Randy Orton to the punch and turning and eliminating him before the Viper could strike was a really good moment um, in the Royal Rumble. And now they're going to take on one another. Um, Edge's wife, Beth Phoenix, has been involved in this. So... This feels like WrestleMania. This feels like the best thing on the card to me because of the back and forth. If you've been watching the storylines on YouTube or watching Monday Night Raw, it has uh, been an interesting build, uh, to say the least, between these two. Um, Looking at John Cena against Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, in a Firefly Funhouse match. Okay, so once again... I don't know what we're going to see from this, these two, but Cena against Bray Wyatt should be very interesting to see. I just think that WrestleMania will be interesting. We just don't know where these matches will be housed. We're glad that you're with us here for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the brand new ESPN Chicago uh, app. We go now to, oh my God, Richard Deitch from the Sports Media Podcast. Wherever you download your podcast, look for the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. And he joins us right here on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Huge wrestling fan. He joins us here on ESPN 1000. Richard Jonathan Hood, thanks so much for your time. You got it. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely. I want to find out, first and foremost, what's going on with you and your family in Toronto. uh, Because we saw a story about what is going on uh, in the city. What is the latest, uh, what's going on where you are? Well, um, you know, sort of in general, the the. The, the two countries, the United States and Canada, are very different. One, first and foremost, size and population obviously makes a big difference. So the same issues that are happening in the United States are happening here. They're just sort of uh, writ smaller a little bit. In terms of the city of Toronto, you know, we've uh, we've had school closed now for three-plus weeks. Uh, essentially, you are limited in terms of uh, leaving your home to uh, sort of essentials, you know, pharmacy grocery, et cetera. Uh, City of Toronto today actually just uh, issued an edict where they're not going to have any kind of public gatherings 
for uh, you know more than like uh, 10 or 20 people or so until middle of June. Doesn't necessarily uh, at the moment uh, count sports, but it, it would be very surprising to me if um, if anything in the city in terms of major sporting events happens before late in the summer. So like everyone else, you know, we're we're in lockdown here. I find that Canadians are. Uh, by and large, listening to the medical officials and listening to health officials. One big difference, and it's a big one, it's an important one. The, um, uh, the how do I sort of say this? The, the political discourse and the, and, the, um, and the political issues that exist right now in the United States, generally speaking, are not overshadowing uh, what health officials are telling us in Canada, and it makes a big difference. There's, there's much more sort of of a unifying um, a unifying sense of following the guidelines from medical officials as opposed to politicizing everything. So that's that's one major difference is that we're not getting nearly any kind of politics here that obviously all you guys in the states are seeing every day. Just a, an aside to that, um, because of this edict that was brought down, Richard, that means, say baseball does return, and again, we don't know when, but if baseball does return, what does that say for the Blue Jays, even if it's an empty stadium? Yeah, I would honestly be very, very surprised if somehow baseball is played in the city of Toronto before, uh, I mean, at the earliest, late July. And I I would honestly say that's probably too early. I I don't think you'll see games at the Rogers Center uh, anytime soon. The big question, obviously, for baseball is if they decide to do this, uh, you know, at a neutral site, like where could they do it? And to me, and I'm only talking specific to baseball now. I think the problem with baseball is, you know, you would initially think, okay, maybe they can play games in Florida. Well, I think I think anybody who's sort of paying attention to epidemiologists and reading knows that Florida is going to be uh, one of the really, really severely bad places over the next couple of weeks. So maybe you go to Arizona in July or August. I don't know. You know, we'll, we'll sort of have to see how that state does. But I, I honestly would be stunned if um, if we're seeing baseball – uh, played in Toronto in, in June or July. And I would guess, just given the natures of the sport, I would expect basketball or hockey to return before baseball. Uh, it just it just strikes me that, that those sports, because they're indoors, less roster size would be more realistic. But again, I, I think, you know, and I know you guys are dealing with this in, in Chicago, I, I just think you should err on the side of Whatever you think sports are coming back, I would add a couple of weeks or months from that. That's that's what I think will ultimately happen. Richard Dyke from the Sports Media Podcast. You can download that wherever you download your podcast. You can find his work at theathletic.com. He joins me, Jonathan Hood, for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday right here on ESPN 1000. So when it comes to Dana White and Vince McMahon, they still want to have their way, Richard. Um, I'm going to ask you, this weekend we're going to get WrestleMania for two days. Should WrestleMania even take place this weekend? I don't think it should, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be one of those people who are sort of going to the mountaintop and sort of screaming, uh, you know, how dare you to Vince McMahon, et cetera. You know, he's, it's a private company, and ultimately he's going to be the decision maker. They are claiming the WWE that they're taking all sorts of safety precautions um, for the wrestlers, uh, as they should. I, I, the reason why I say that is it's not that I don't want to see WrestleMania, of course. Like you know. I appreciate uh, what the what the performers are doing, and I appreciate everybody who's working on the product, putting it together. It just strikes me that given the size of the production, it's inconceivable that you can really limit um, 
you know, that kind of contact between, you know, less than 50 people. Uh, just think of how much it would take to put on WrestleMania, even in, uh, even if it's at the Performance Center. And it just feels like there's just too many people around to pull that off. That said, the WWE has been very, very public about, you know, where we're, um, we, we have medical people there. We're taking temperatures. We're making sure we have social distancing. But, you know, in the ring, there's no social distancing. So uh, it, it, it's, it, I'm a little uneasy with it at the same time. Um, I, I do think they will provide something really important to um, to wrestling fans, and it will be like two days of of new content and something to not think about the coronavirus. So, I, you know, I don't want to be a hypocrite here. I'm also a little bit torn because I do think there's value in what they're doing. At the same time, it just they, they just have so many people working on this. It just I'm a little uneasy with it. So, you know, it, it, I, I, I'm of dual minds, and even in my own mind, I'm sort of fighting both sides of my brain on this that's probably the most honest answer i can give you no that that's, makes sense uh so this is some of the best mainstream attention the wwe's had a long time being on fox and espn leading into wrestlemania they've had a ton of programming because we've had no sports fox and espn so our your buddy john oran broke the news with fox and fox sports app they're going to have wrestlemania uh, for, for fifty nine ninety nine, and it's not an exclusive deal. And my question to you is, why would you go into business with the WWE ha- having WrestleMania on your Fox Sports app when it's not exclusive? It's still going to run on the WWE Network. Do you pay five fifty nine ninety nine or nine ninety nine on the WWE Network? <laughs> you right? just answered your own question. It's like you know, it's like why would you put ketchup in coffee? Well, I wouldn't put ketchup in coffee. Uh, yeah, I mean it, that makes no sense to me for any person going out there and buying WrestleMania on the Fox app. Zero. Um, If you at this point are a wrestling fan and you are interested in WrestleMania, you most likely have the WWE Network. There's a reason you have the WWE Network because of what that that channel provides you. So, like, I think Fox and ESPN have made very smart decisions in terms of um, re-airing old WrestleManias and classic, uh, you know, classic cards. That's smart. And if you look at the viewership numbers, the viewership numbers have been great. I mean, they're kicking ass in terms of uh, replays of, like, the NFL right now, or replays of, uh, um, of other things. So that, to me, is very, very smart thinking by both the WWE as well as Fox and, and ESPN. But, yeah, I, I mean, that, that, that this, again, I, 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 it's just inconceivable to me that you would, you would pay that kind of freight for Fox and not just go a little bit more and get the WWE Network. It, it doesn't – it all. I mean, it, it feels like Fox is trying to make – some dollars with this and i think that they're going to find they're not going to make many dollars with this no it's got to be an exclusive deal and i know i think we've talked about this before you know vince mcmahon realizes that there's not enough subscribers in the wwe network and he'd like to sell his tentpole events royal rumble wrestlemania survivor series and some of his major events uh and send them to the zone espn plus you know the peacock network or fox something like that but if it's not exclusive, it doesn't make any sense. I, I thought that was a head-scratcher. So Yeah, I'm with you. I, I mean, again, unless he somehow pulls it from the WWE Network, but that would be the end of the WWE Network because you're not, gonna, you're not going to take away something that essentially is the reason that you have that, uh, you know, whatever that subscriber base is. Uh, but, again, this, my guess is it's, it's part of a larger deal um, that they are aligned. To me, the more interesting thing on all this is now, Fox paid a lot of money for the WWE, and right now the viewership numbers are not good. They, they have not gotten 
nearly what I think they thought they would. If you remember that first Fox uh, SmackDown when The Rock was there and, you know, they had all of these major stars, and I think they did over 3 million viewers. And I'm sure at that night they were like, wow, maybe they did 4 million. I have to double check. And I'm sure all the Fox people were like, man, this is great. You know, we're, we've got something great here. Since then, you've seen what's happened to um, SmackDown. I personally believe the AEW product is superior to the WWE right now in terms of storyline, in terms of creativity, um, in terms of just interesting interesting characters. And that's all subjective, of course. So, um, And I think USA, USA Network has got itself a pretty nice deal. I'm sorry, Turner has got itself a pretty nice deal uh, with AEW. But yeah, that, if I'm Fox, I'm more concerned about, um, you know, can WWE fix its creative to, to, to bring me some... Um, to bring me some better viewership. And I think, and again, I'm not saying I know how to do this because I, I don't obviously don't work in the business, but they, they need a Hogan or an Austin or a rock. Like the WWE is desperate for a bell cow and it can't be Lesnar because he's not there enough. He's also been there for a long time. It's obviously not reigns. And I, I think he's a great performer, but he's not, he doesn't have, you know, whatever. He's not at that level that Hogan rock, Stone Cold level, and it's not Rollins, who's an incredible worker, but at the same time, just doesn't. I don't think he can carry the the business the way those guys do. So, you know, for a while it was Becky Lynch, but they haven't really figured out what to. You know, they sort of. I feel like they got her lost a little bit in creative. So I, I don't. Again, I, I'm not saying I have the answer. I don't know who it would be, but that's what I think they're really desperate for. They they really need like a cross culture kind of star, like a Hogan or an Austin or a Rock or maybe Cena in his prime to. Uh, to sort of get people more interested in the product who are not the diehards. Richard Deitch with us on Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday, with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000. Well, I, I want to ask you about this card. Um, I was saying earlier, Richard, that the, the one match that seems and feels like WrestleMania, feels like something big, is Edge versus Randy Orton. The build for this has been tremendous. Is there a match in particular that you're looking forward to seeing the most out of these two nights of WrestleMania? <laughs> Yeah, you know, to me, that's actually that's a very good take by you. I, I, that storyline's been phenomenal. That they they've incorporated the past and the present. I think Edge has been uh, he's really been great coming back, um, far better than I think anybody could have expected. Orton is always good. He's just a very very good heel. Uh, he's kind of a genius. Always keeps himself in great shape. So I'm with you. I think um, you know. I think that's I think that's really interesting. Um, you know, in terms of. In terms of what else, I'm kind of interested to see what they do with Bray Wyatt over these two days, um, because I, well, I don't love that character. I, I, I recognize that it's very unique and different, and I think a lot of people really do find that character interesting. And so I'll be curious to see um, what happens with Wyatt. I, I'm a big fan of Becky, so I, I'm, I'm certainly going to be paying attention to that match and sort of seeing how they handle that. And then obviously, finally, they, uh, you may even have the update on this. I don't know, but you know, because Reigns decided. Uh, smartly not to come because um, of just pre-existing conditions. Like, what are they going to do with that Goldberg match? Because, like, that's that's a mess right now. You know, one, there's a very fair argument to be made by a lot of people saying, why why is Goldberg in such a high-profile position right now? I mean, obviously, amazing career and was a mega, mega star. But, you know, it, it does, I'm not sure where it helps you in terms of, like, six months or a year from now. So I'll be very curious to see, you know, sort of how they ultimately how they ultimately figure out that storyline. I just again, my 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 issue at the moment with WWE, and and I, again, I I'm totally Monday morning quarterbacking here. Is it just doesn't feel like they have like six months or nine months down the road in mind. 
Mm-hmm. It feels like they're sort of on the fly week to week. And, you know, you try to figure out, like, where are they going long term? And I, I, I think that's the challenge for creative, where I think if you reverse it with AEW, um, they've been brilliant in sort of using Jericho very slowly to sort of form this, like, you know, superpower group against, uh, you know, Cody Rhodes and Kenny Omega and that group. And so they have these factions, um, which always is like interesting television. And then they, they're trying to build up, you know, some other characters sort of around those factions. They're trying to build up their women's division. So they're, they're just, they're interesting to me. I happen to be a huge fan of Jericho and Ambrose. I just think they're great uh, characters and great promo. So I'm probably a little bit of a mark for AEW uh, to start with, but I just, I think, I think they're doing a great job. I just think that's very, very interesting at the moment compared to WWE. Richard, I'm looking forward to seeing what WrestleMania brings to the table. It's going to be odd. It won't be in one stadium or one arena. So I'm looking forward to seeing yep. what, it, uh, what it brings to the table. It'll be odd and interesting at the same time. Either this is going to be great or awful. There is no in between. Uh, no, I think, yeah, I was going to say, I, I actually think it'll be interesting because I think it's it's incredibly, it's it's very impressive, like, what those people are doing with no crowd. That's almost like live theater, and it's very, very hard. What will be interesting to me, actually, Jonathan, when it comes to WrestleMania is so much of that show is pyro and entrance mm-hmm. and, and getting the crowd, like, really pumped the second people walk out. You see them, they can't, they have none of that here. And so that will be interesting to me is, like, okay, you can't do this. So how do you try to replicate some heat when you're walking right out of, uh, you know, walking under, under, under the curtain? Um, they'll still do the music and they'll still do that stuff. But, you know, you've seen it already when you watch like SmackDown or Raw. It's just very different walking without the crowd into the ring. So that, I'll be real curious to see how they approach that. And if I'm going to take a guess, I think they will probably try to do some stuff on the walk-ins where maybe matches start early. I think they're just going to try to, you know, try to figure out how to make the match sort of really jump and get heat right away because you don't have the pyro and you don't have the music to, and you don't have the crowd, I should say, roaring to really get people into the match. Richard, thanks so much as always. Yeah, I always enjoy being with you, man. Appreciate the invite.